another FQ Magdads episode. Damien Quaver, publisher of FQ Magazine, joins me, Tim Barnes-Clay, and I'm the editor of FQ Magazine. Damien, how are you this week? Yeah, I'm very well, Tim, and how are you? I'm really well, really well indeed, thanks. I'm just looking forward to what feels like the end of lockdown. It's coming towards that. So there is that uh, positive light at the end of the tunnel, I feel, you know, with gyms and what have you opening in another three or four weeks. Yeah, I think everybody's getting positive and feeling like it's getting nearer. Um, So I think we're all preparing. I'm still trying to stay in the zone should, should anything just change, but I'm hearing more and more people... I'll get in the vaccine and I'm, I'm any moment now, I should be getting a text or an email saying, come along and get injection. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of anticipation out there. So yeah, let's, let's fingers crossed. Yeah, there is a lot of anticipation. I've had my invitation to go for a jab. Oh. Um, a lot of my colleagues and friends have had it, but yeah. they're saying maybe probably I should think four out of five people I know have said they've had some kind of a reaction, not much of a one, but yeah. felt a bit rough, a bit headachey. Someone today right. said that's how they felt just for a day. Oh, just for a day. Just okay, for a day. Like... Yeah. Mm. And um, my wife, she has a colleague at work who is never off sick, yeah. but was off sick the day after her uh, COVID uh, vaccination. So right. it, it can affect others. But then again, you know, there are people that I know who have had absolute no issue whatsoever. My, my right. parents haven't. So I guess it all depends on our bodies. Um, yes. So, I mean, I'm having mine on a Friday. I elected yeah. to have it on a Friday because then if I am knocked out of action, you've got the weekend to relax, haven't you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. My, 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 my ex-wife has just had it today and they've just said that she might have flu-y kind of symptoms for a day or two and the arm will, will hurt. So... Um, we will uh, reserve judgment and wait and see what happens to us if I eventually get the, uh, the text myself. Yes. And I mean, sadly, let's face it, it's not all positive news, is it? Because we, all of us, I'm sure in the UK at least and, and beyond are, are aware of the tragic murder of Sarah Everard on March the 3rd. And yes. the way it's touched a nerve for, for many women to say the least, um, who was saying that the 33-year-old, you know, she did everything that women are told to do to avoid violence. And yet, very, very sadly, she um, was murdered. And we know that in Clapham Common, which mm. isn't far from FQ's HQ, yeah. uh, we know what went on there. And this this is reminding people of, I think you and I were, well, we, we were very small when the Yorkshire Ripper was around. But the reason I mentioned the Yorkshire Ripper is that... Um, a protest movement was born out of terror back in in the 70s when you saw women carrying placards then saying that no curfew on women curfew on men because they felt then that actually you know why should women be told to stay indoors when actually Mm -hmm. hang on a minute men are free to to roam around and do what they want and that has come all the way to the fore now and here we are in 2021 where we have Georgia Ladbury said on Twitter that women in her area have been advised not to go out alone while said yeah. that Everard's disappearance is being investigated. And, and she mm-hmm. said, well, how about we urge men not to go out in, instead and have a curfew at nightfall for, for men? So I just wondered, you know, obviously you and I being guys, uh, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? I mean, how do you feel about the whole situation? Because sometimes it, you almost feel, well, I do almost feel guilty being a man when this sort of thing happens well look i'm 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 always aware and respect 
um, women's space. I mean, there's a lot of men who that chat women up or feel that they can maybe touch them or hug them. And I think it's been pretty much politi- politically incorrect to do that for a long time, where before um, before that kind of movement, you know, it was quite normal to kind of, you know, put your arm around a woman. These days, we don't do that type of thing. So I think it's really important that men respect women's space and don't expect that they can get away with what maybe they were doing 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago um, is hugely important. And when something like the murder happens, um, no, we all become protected. We all huddle a lot more. I immediately told my daughter who likes walking not to walk at night um, and to just be aware. Maybe, you know, that pepper sprays and, 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 and personal alarms, um, they'll all come out of the cupboards again and make sure all the batteries and everything are in them because it's essential. And it's, and it's horrible to feel like that. Um, but I think we all also have to be alert as neighbours, as society, as civilians, to keep an eye on everyone. And that's the whole point. Maybe we look out the window a little bit more. Maybe when we walk along the street, we're a little bit more vigilant. You know, um, look, we know that the police have a lot of more cameras out there and the v- various devices now that are recording, uh, video recording people. So, you know, but that doesn't protect Women And we're talking about protecting women because blokes and men aren't attacked as much as women. So I have two daughters, 18 and 26. It's really important that when they are out late, regardless of someone being murdered, I would have always said, look, come nighttime, pitch of dark. I don't want you walking down dark streets, get in a cab or, or, or give me a call or whatever way it is to stay safe. It's well worth the money. You know, that's the whole point. I don't want any risk being taken. It doesn't take a murder for me to say that to my daughter. So when a murder does happen, oh, my God, we're heightened. Absolutely. You and I both have two daughters. Um, Mine are very young, um, but it's my older one that I worry about. She's a teenager and, you know, she started to walk to school and you feel like you're extending that lead a little bit, aren't you? You know, they suddenly have their independence and... You know, she's not just walking around the corner, you know, she's walking two and a half miles one way, two and a half back the other, and she wants to do it on her own. Yeah. And uh, sometimes she meets a friend, but, you know, coming back in the evenings um, right now isn't too bad. I say the evenings, I mean, schools finish at about, what, 3.30, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's early in the morning, she sets off as well, and I see her going off around the corner, and I think, wow, she's turning into a young woman, and I just hope that she's okay and she's nowhere near streetwise right now at 14. But, you know, you have to, you can't wrap them in cotton wool. You have to give them a bit of freedom. And I do worry. And I, I've said to her, don't walk down certain alleys that we know there were, someone was mugged fairly near us a few months back. I said, don't walk through there. Don't talk, take any shortcuts through the park, etc." You know, as you say, Damien, all these things that you will undoubtedly have told your daughters as they've been growing up. But, you know, you never stop worrying, do you, about your children, yeah. whether, whether they're daughters or, or, or of course, sons. And yeah. I just sometimes think, wow, what, what's it like uh, for a woman to be walking along at night? Because I, I've walked, and I used to live in North London, got off the tube quite late, and uh, you're very aware that people are walking in front of you and sometimes if it was a woman, I deliberately crossed to the other side of mm. the road, you know, mm-hmm. just so that she didn't feel yeah, sort of maybe intimidated. Maybe that was my own paranoia. But do you mm-hmm. know what I mean by that? There is that feeling that you're aware, well, aren't you? Growing up as a young, a young black man, um, I would have experienced what I would expect that 
um, what women to a degree feel threatened by. It could be any kind of guy, tall, bloke, or, or at late at night being on their own or walking in a dark alley. You know, that abject fear of not knowing what's going to happen. And, and believe it or not, as a young black kid, I was scared if the police were to drive past me, let alone if it was someone threatening. So that sounds quite strange, you would expect. So I know that increased heartbeat, that feeling of feeling insecure or unsafe, um, you know, uh, and, and it's, uh, well, it's just, it's just abject fear. I mean, it's there's nothing you could do if you run your, you know, there may be something that doesn't happen or you're buying into the fear. If you don't run, you might be putting yourself in danger. Um you know, the brain's going through lots of different things. And everyone turns around and says, look, when you have that kind of fear, can you react? Do people freeze? Um, so we, we, I don't suppose unless you're in that situation, you can really know the kind of fear it might at, at late at night, as I say, dark, not dark, on your own, feeling vulnerable um, is not a nice feeling. That's a really interesting comparison you make. And I have to say that the only time that I felt really, really concerned. Um, not the worst happened, but something bad happened. And myself and a friend left a nightclub way, way back in 1992. And um, we were mugged and mm. we had a feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you sort of get this weird bristling feeling, something's not yeah. right. Mm -hmm. And indeed, it wasn't right because as we turned around, there was a shining blade being aimed wow. towards us both. And um, the friend of mine had, and it was only about 30 quid taken from him. Mm. And uh, there was another, there were two guys um, and one, um, they, they, it was threatening. It was threatening enough yes. to absolutely freeze. And we're, yes. weirdly enough, it didn't feel real. Because yeah. we both had some drink and it was only afterwards that the effect took place. And I don't mind admitting, mm. I was actually physically sick afterwards. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that oh, that must have been the nerves, but it was it was the thought of what could have happened. What could have happened, and 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 I suppose everything to a certain degree slows down, but speed speeds up because you're like you have to make a decision in that moment, and the wrong decision could have resulted in severe injury or death or whatever the case may be. So, you know, yeah, and it, and it was the it, it was really strange because I was only 21 then, and yeah. my friend was over from South Africa. So that was his mm. introduction to Britain. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And, <laughs> but afterwards, he was kind of laughing, saying, hey, this is nothing compared to South Africa, you know? Yeah, but I didn't yeah. want him to see that. And the thing is, it was the intent on the guy's face holding the knife. It was just, yeah. this was real. It wasn't fake. This guy was, yes. yeah, we both were a lot older than us, but the guy holding the knife, it was, yeah, yeah this was real. It wasn't any kind of mucking around. And... Mm -hmm you kind of suddenly realize that actually, you know, money, yeah, have it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you sort of, as you say, you, you've gone from telling us about being a young black man. I've explained mm. about the mugging and I've explained, well, both of us then can't explain because however much we have daughters, I've also, mm. I've also got a sister and clearly you and I have both got mothers. So, you know, mm. we, we have a certain empathy towards how females might feel, but it is nonetheless impossible for us to know exactly how they're going to feel, isn't it, walking alone, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, we, 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 have, a, we have an idea and fair to a degree is fair is fair. We don't want them to be put in that situation. We, won't, we don't want to have to deal with the fallout of something like that. We certainly don't want them to experience anything like that, any type of fear, our, our sons or our daughters. Um, um, and, and to a certain extent, we expect when we walk out on the street that we shouldn't have to 
endure anything uh, like that. But obviously what, what happened in Clapper Common a few weeks ago brings that all home. And it does let us know that we do need to be vigilant. We need to be sensible. Uh, you need to have your phone at hand. You need to keep in touch with your parents. Um, if, if that's the case, when you're out late at night, let them know where you are, what time you're going to be back so we can respond immediately. So many children out there who think, oh, I'm not going to bother call. And you know what? They're always on my case. It's for good reason. You know what? If something happens to you, we're on it. You should have been back half an hour ago. We could be on the case. So when something like this happens, it heightens what we feel you should be doing so we can protect you, so you can protect yourself. And that's why we, we, we say, call us before you leave. Call us when you're on the way home. Call us if you've got a problem. Don't walk down dark alleys. Don't take unnecessary risks. They're all for a reason. Absolutely. It shouldn't just be about the Reclaim the Night movement coming back uh, and yeah. other groups coming together to mourn the tragic, tragic death of Sarah Everett. It should be yeah. the fact that you and I being fathers, you know, we have to, we have to walk that line of, of letting them have their freedom, but at the same time not being patronizing but being clearly protective and oh, yeah. imparting our our wise words because clearly you know we have lived life a little longer than our daughters yes. <laughs> and it comes down exactly. to experience exactly. doesn't it yeah and i and i hope i hope you know everyone listens out there and you know what even i could be doing more and i i probably and i haven't bought one for my daughters but i need to get them you know an attack alarm or some mace spray or something and some people might say that's overprotective but it's it's not and if that gives them a slim chance that getting away or something not happening or just makes them feel a little bit more protected or secure as we all should feel walking down any street dark or unlit uh, dark or lit sorry then uh, that that then and that helps and that's what we need to do damien it's been a joy us speaking again together i've really enjoyed it i think it was important that we spoke about this topic this week and i look forward to us speaking in our next episode next week and uh, who knows what the topic will be but you know, if anyone listens to this and they have uh, an idea of what they'd like us to speak about, by all means, so they can get in touch with us. Absolutely. Tim, thanks very much. Speak to you soon. Take care, Damien. All the best to you. Thanks.